What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of Asian MMA. I'm Dana Bluen, and in this episode, it's your weekly Asian MMA news fix, brought to you by 6 to 12 Elbows. They work. Right off the bat, guys, I think the, the first story, the biggest story in Asian MMA this week is Floyd Money Mayweather is fighting in Risen, and he signed up to fight against kickboxing champion Tenshin Nasukawa. Now, there's not too many details known about this yet. As of recording this, there's been no reports on a rule set. Nothing's been announced. But I would be surprised if it was anything other than some type of boxing rule set or maybe a slightly modified boxing rule set. I I don't think Floyd's going to want to take kicks. Definitely, he's not going to want to take kicks to the legs. He's not going to want to have to contend with takedowns. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, boxing, but with like a larger version of an MMA glove, like an open finger glove, give it a different look. Also, that mitigates the risk that if he loses, it doesn't really tarnish his 50-0 record because it's not a real boxing match. I don't know what Risen's going to do. I don't know that they want to have an actual boxing match, headline a card. So some type of mix, uh, some type of like alternate rule set or like slightly modified boxing rule set with like longer rounds, like three five-minute rounds or three four-minute rounds could definitely be a possibility. Floyd's a cardio machine. I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. And I, I think boxing would be more exciting with fewer longer rounds. The same thing with MMA. I think MMA is, is great with you know a five five-minute round, three five-minute rounds. You know, I, I hate... You know, sitting through boring 12-round fights. And I know a lot of purists out there will say, oh, it's boxing so technical, it needs the 12 rounds. And I disagree. I don't think it makes it a spectator-friendly sport. I, I think the longer round, less rounds is a better format. That's just me. Feel free to disagree. Leave a comment. Send me an email. Let me know. Now, in other news, we got to switch over to one championship down to Singapore. I think the biggest news with them right now is that Angela Lee has had to pull out of her main event title fight, champion versus champion title fight, one weight class up from where she's normally at, at one championship, Heart of the Lion. So I guess she, she hurt her back and she has a bulging disc. It's causing a lot of pain. It's interfering with her training. And I guess she's actually got some sciatica going on as a result of that. And she hasn't been medically cleared to fight. Now, hopefully she gets better. She's had kind of a rough few years. She had the car accident um, not that long ago that had her laid up for a bit. You know, she came back from that. But, you know, this is something that could potentially hamper her for the rest of her career, could really hinder her. We we don't really know what the recovery is going to be like, if she's going to have to have surgery. Not a lot of details out there yet. Hopefully she recovers because... You know, that that fight could potentially probably be the biggest women's MMA fight in Asia if it happens. We'll see how things go with Angela. On the card, though, what that does, they're not replacing that fight. That bumps up the co-main event uh, bantamweight unification bout between Bibiano Fernandez and Kevin Bellingham to the main event status. So that is now the main event on the card. I have to think from having been to one shows in Singapore, Angela's a huge draw there. She's massive. 
Losing her from the card is probably going to hurt it a bit, but it's still a really strong card. I talked about it in a previous episode. That card's stacked. Even the first fight on the card is uh, Anthony Engel and Mezumu. That's That's a fantastic fight, and that's the first fight on the card, the undercard. So this will be a, a great card no matter what, and it, it's in Singapore. They always have a great crowd. Yeah, I think that's going to be fantastic show, regardless of Angela not being on it. Hopefully she gets well. If we find out more about that, you know, I'll, I'll report that on the podcast. But hopefully the back situation isn't bad. The disc can either be repaired or it can heal itself. Let's see. But, the, you know, the news doesn't stop with one. Now, I think uh, even more massive, probably the most massive news of the year in Asian MMA is that even bigger than one signing Eddie Alvarez and Demetrius Johnson, they've announced that they are going to hold both a lightweight and a flyweight Grand Prix in 2019. Obviously, Eddie Alvarez and Demetrius Johnson are going to be the key figures going into that. You know, they recently signed them and they're putting them to work. You know, no doubt about it. And I think anyone who likes Asian MMA especially those of us who can remember back to the Pride days, that Grand Prix format, that's something special. And I think what we're going to see is that this is like the beginning of the resurgence. One championship is really, they, they've been a huge player, but they've missed out on that nostalgia factor that Pride had, that Risen's trying to capture again. And, you know, this could put them in a position to start to, rekindle some of that old flame a lot of us fans have that we remember the grand prix you've got demetrius johnson who's arguably the greatest pound for pound fighter to ever do it headlining your grand prix he's he's in the mix anything could happen grand prix formats are known for surprises this this could be something special i will definitely be looking forward to that in 2019 and i'll be looking forward to reporting on it here on the podcast that is for damn sure Now, at their summit, something else to think about. They've got a summit going on this week ahead of the event. They've got Demetrius and Eddie there. Sage Norcutt has been spotted in the audience, in attendance at the summit. Uh, Local journalist, um, James Goida, he he went and put out a, uh, a photo on Facebook of Sage sitting front row. Definitely something interesting. Sage is a free agent. Is one looking to sign him? He has that kind of clean cut, you know, uh, good boy next door image. One is really into that cleaner image of a fighter. You know, Chatry said multiple times he's not interested in the McGregor's. He's interested in the Demetrius Johnsons, the people who have the the cleaner image. He wants to portray that. Sage could be a good fit there, but. You know, the news doesn't stop there with one championship. And to me, one of the most interesting things they've done, you know, is their expansion. And they've announced yet another, you know, they went into the Super Series. They have they recently did a boxing championship fight at their Bangkok event. They've got the OWS, the One Warrior Series with Rich Franklin. They're really expanding the brand. And that doesn't stop because they just announced that they're investing $50 million into esports. So I don't know that they're starting a league or it's some other type of esports venture, but a $50 million investment really pushes them into the top of the heap in Southeast Asia. And I talked about in my episode where I was discussing Demetrius Johnson coming over and how esports might have been a big part of that decision that 
that could have been part of it. He might have been looking to branch out into the esports world. He's got Mighty Gaming. He's on YouTube and Twitch. A lot of people follow him. This could be the huge platform that really sold him on this idea. Him coming over to Asia, being able to fight for one championship, now having a Grand Prix that he's going to be able to fight in, and an esports league backed for $50 million by the same organization he signed to. You know, I, I kind of speculated that one was going to put their full marketing power behind DJ and make him a star in Asia. And this just kind of falls into place there with it. I'm sure they've been working on this deal for months and months. And this was one of the things that really tempted him over. But, you know, an MMA organization going into esports is no new thing. Uh, over the weekend at FMD, they dipped their toes into the esports arena as well. They had in the middle of their fight card two Malaysian former MMA fighters who have kind of transitioned into other things now. Peter Davis and Nick Harris competed in a Tekken tournament. You know, Peter Davis has really become more of like an athlete, a model, sort of an all around. I don't know if you want to call him an influencer. He's doing a lot of stuff, a lot of athletics, and he's been doing quite a bit of online gaming. And then Nick Harris, who's actually a professional gamer and esports commentator, went head-to-head. Peter Davis got the better of it. Actually, I believe it was a, a clean sweep for Peter, if I'm not mistaken. And so FMD is getting into that space. Risen has done it. So, you know, one championship is essentially poised to become the leader in that space 50 million dollar investment they're backed by sequoia they've got demetrius johnson it seems to me anyone else coming into the space is sort of second to them at best and other fmd news i know i covered this in my recap but it did just happen fmd 16 big trouble in little bangkok glenn sparv was able to pick up the fmd middleweight championship against a very game medi bagari a great fight. Medi had an amazing showing, but Glenn was just too much. And then the biggest upset in women's MMA in Asia, Aunt Boonsorn handed Thai women's MMA standout Luma Lukbumi her very first loss, capturing the inaugural FMD Atomweight Championship, taking that home. Also, you know, a good fight. Quick and amazing finish, but... You know, definitely keep your eye out for Amp. She's going to be something special. And finally, at Road FC 50 in uh, Daejeon, South Korea, uh, Lee Jong-young was able to secure the victory via unanimous, unanimous decision and bring home the Road FC featherweight title from the champion uh, Choi Mu-gwang. And, you know, pretty straightforward fight. They do three rounds. It was a slugfest, but the judges had it for Lee. And uh, that was also uh, Choi's last fight. So he retired, dropped the belt, kind of a good way to end it. And that's all I've got for you this week on the Asian MMA News Wrap-Up. To stay up to date with all things Asian MMA, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Facebook. And now on Spotify, it just got approved. So you can pretty much find me everywhere. I'll have all the links in the show notes. Check it out.